0: Quick heads up before the show starts tonight, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty this week with some of our equipment, and we had to record this week's show on a different method, so apologies about that. It will get hammered out before next week, so we will be back and better than this week. Always improving, always looking for that little extra edge. So enjoy this week's show, same great content, just quality is a little different in the audio. Apologies there, but like I said, we'll learn from it, get a better reptile next week. Thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome into this edition to Coach's Corner, the one-loss record version of Coach's Corner with your host, Ryan Watson, Jonathan Bourne, brought to you by Broadway Sports Media, partner with 440 Sports. Find all of our great content, articles, other podcasts, everything you wanna see at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Jonathan, at this point in the season, I gotta ask you, I know I titled this the, the one-loss version because the, the Titans do sit at five and one. If I had told you at this point in the season, based on what their schedule looked like, before you knew how any team was gonna look, if I told you they're going to be five and one uh, at this point in the season, how would you feel? I mean, I think any any team, regardless
1: of anything else in the NFL, would take a five and one start. Right? Yeah, right. It, it, no, no, no team, including the Chiefs, coming into the season, would have said, "No, nah, we're not happy with five and one." They, they anybody would take that. So but we can, we can start off that. Yeah, it's yeah. You don't get to have victory week again. Yeah, kind of, kind
0: of. Kind of got used to it a little bit, didn't we?
1: Right, right. And so uh, this team was never sorry say what say what you want about other stuff um, but this team was never a team that was going to go undefeated
0: yeah aj brown had a, i think it was aj brown had a great comment this week about how losing sometimes um, uncovers some things and let, and let you know what you need to work on so uh, yeah Vrabel wasn't a big fan of that comment yeah and that's what I was going to say is that that's a nice sentiment at all but i mean i think you take the win regardless especially when you have those chances but again there are some stuff to work on. We have known over the past couple of weeks, and we have stated on this show the Titans have stuff to work on. So, I hate to say it, but I don't necessarily agree with AJ Brown saying that. But at the same time, they do need to work on stuff, so they they, they need to keep moving forward. And oh, I, I completely agree with
1: AJ Brown. I also get why Vrabel would be pissed because it's pretty much an indictment on coaching. If you're taking if you're taking the time, yeah, yeah, I guess <laughs> as a coach, lose, that's you, what you, lose saying. More, yeah. you lose more. You lose. You, you learn more from losing because it's going to expose those things. It, yes. This is why we lost the game. Uh, now, a good coaching staff is trying to address those things. And I'm not saying that they were not trying to address the reasons that they had been in close games, but still pulling out wins. I'm sure they have been trying to address some things, but they're not nice glaring though. When, when you're winning, I mean, sure. I mean, or the call. The, third, the third down defense was pretty
0: freaking glaring. yeah
1: even even hundred percent 100 percent even even in uh even in some of the in the victories the third down defense has been absolutely atrocious and again it's not those where uh, if it was you know they kept Every single team was staying in front of the sticks, and you had lots of these third and short conversions throughout the year. Then you're addressing a different problem. You're addressing that run defense where teams keep staying in front of the sticks. Right, but But these aren't third and short. They consistently (laughs) give up third and eight-plus Right. Like outside of the Vikings game. The Vikings game was probably the most true-to-form, and they still gave up a ton of points there, but it was... Uh, the Vikings, that was that situation where they the defense at, at overall had a terrible day yeah. against the Vikings because they were able to run all over them, stayed in front of the sticks. Those are the games that you expect to put up those kinds of points. The Titans gave themselves opportunities in this game. They didn't capitalize on them. These third and long conversions, multiple dropped interceptions in the first half, and you had fumbles that just weren't falling your way. And fumbles are complete. Yeah. Forced yeah. fumbles. Forced fumbles are not luck fumble recoveries are luck. Right. And so everything was going against you. It, but, again, you put yourself in that situation because the ones you can control, you did not control.
0: So yeah, I was just trying to use Edgy Brown's comment to segue into the Steelers game and just basically say that at least they know what to work on now or However, however those comments were received. And just to look at the Steelers game as well, as you're stating, the third down, the third down um, allowed, it was just atrocious again. Uh, some bad things on offense as well, but mainly, you know, the coaches may want to say bad things about that comment. Don't want to admit that they're not coaching up. You know, that's not what we're saying. But it did seem to take the Titans quite a bit of time to figure out what was going on, especially after that first drive where that time possession, listen, it looks lopsided 36 37 to 23 23 for the entire game. But I think after the first quarter, the, the Steelers had it for 13 minutes of the first quarter. So that's that's going to set you off for a lobster. Regardless of what else happens the rest of the game, you're going to be behind the eight ball in that regard. So after that first drive, you would have loved to have seen some adjustments, wouldn't you? Yeah, and again, they were going back and watching the
1: tape. There were just several miscommunications in the in the secondary with teams, uh, not with, with the young guys, not necessarily communicating effectively. There were exchanges on some man coverages that did not occur. Uh, Christian Fulton had one that was kind of a blown coverage. And really, there's just fundamental football failure all around by that secondary in this game. Um, On one big third and long, it was, you know, I know one of our colleagues is going to rail about the decision to, uh, when you blitz, play this off coverage because you're you're not even giving your blitz a chance to actually get home. The one thing you should have adjusted to if if you're the, uh, the Titans, in my opinion, is it was pretty clear... If you ignored everything else and all the all the film in which how quickly the Steelers were getting rid of the ball coming into this game, it, you had a ten minute drive to pick up that that was their game plan, <laughs> right. and maybe tighten up the coverage. And look, I understand that there are there are issues because of some injuries, but Adoree Dory Jackson, I do think he will help with the athleticism. He is a he is your best corner. He will help things but there were just fundamental breakdowns all around in that secondary that Adoree's not going to fix all of it. Right,
0: that. he's not going to be the stopgap for everything.
1: So they've got to get things cleaned up because, I mean, you're now six games in, mm-hmm. you're in week seven, and you're still having some of the you, – you don't have the, hey, we didn't have the preseason excuse at this point. Right. Some of those things have to get cleaned up. And I understand, hey, Christian Fulton's a rookie. That that happens. Uh and he, and he was kind of hampered with no off season, and he had some injuries. Chris Jackson has shown some improvement, but he's also a rookie, so you're gonna have those growing pains. But some of these other things are just um, just basic miscommunications, and they're not playing as a as a cohesive unit right now. And you talk about the offensive line has to play as a unit, defense has to play as a unit, but that secondary especially has mm. to play as a unit.
0: That's a good that's a good point too, because it, it seems like to me, and, and even in the run game, that the defense if the front. Four, don't make the play. Don't do something special. If Simmons doesn't do something special. Daquan Jones doesn't do something special. Clowney, someone up front, then – these run go from a two to three yard game to an eight yard game because the run fits have been very questionable from not just the linebackers but from the secondary coming up so there's still a lot of things to work on so we're talking about things to work on these are the things we're talking about they did play a better game in the second half maybe someone got it got for lack of a better term and i apologize got in their ass in halftime and and reminded them what was supposed to be going on and because they definitely played tighter they played they came down they didn't miss as many things so they were better there. Vic Beasley was positive on defense this week. I don't want to say he was like – he created on 91.1, but I think he I – I, I don't have the snap count off the top of my head unless you do. No. So – but he, he made some splash plays. He had a couple tackles. He forced a fumble. Uh, again, talking about those fumble things. So those are positive things to see that he's coming along. He's taking a little longer than I'd like to. But, again, we got to remember no preseason. Some of this stuff is going to affect moving teams, rookies, those kinds of things. But Vic Beasley has got to pick it up. Titans front, though – all in all, had a decent game. It was on back that was the struggle. So, but they did figure it out at halftime. And right before half, though, and offensively, I've got my own thoughts on, on offensive performance here in a minute, but offensively, you had mentioned something during the game and right here before we started. I want you to go into a little bit of basically at the end of the half, uh, what was your opinion on the offensive drive, uh, the one before the fake uh, <laughs> botched punt by Kern? That was a heck of a helmet slam, by the way. Uh, what was your opinion of the offensive of mindset, game plan, calling when they went back out there? Vic Beasley, uh,
1: 29 snaps, by the 29 way. 29 snaps, okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, so that, that sequence, look, I understand they've been moving the ball up and down the field. and they're, they're, This is one of those, like, I will come out here railing against some coaching decisions if I'm adamantly against it. I get the mentality of, hey, let's get to halftime. Let's yeah. take a deep breath and reorganize. That said, that's a situation that I know how the second half played out but in that situation you know you're gonna need points right and your defense they ain't they ain't coming through right now so you need to go get points in my opinion. I think they at played, least three yeah I think they played very cautious in trying to run the clock out um, and look maybe the, the Steelers don't get points if you get the punt off maybe. I, but at the same time I'm not putting any doubt in it. In their ability to do so, one um, play and they'd have been down there. Yeah, and so it's one of those. I would have much rather seen them be aggressive, come out, put the put the ball in the hands of your offense to get things going. Because frankly, they did not have an opportunity to get going in the second half, in the first half, no. at all. And so I think that was a little bit questionable. Then um, they did play aggressive in the second half. Kind of they they had to had to. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to see that adjustment. If I was going to be critical of Rabel and the coaching staff, I think. You shouldn't have to wait, and I understand Brable's still a relatively youthful coach, but they they, they touted it in the offseason when they lost Dean Pease that they still had a ton of experience in that coaching room on defense as a whole. It's a right. cumulative effect. Well, cool, then you shouldn't need halftime to make every single one of those adjustments. Right. And I know there's a big talk out there about, um, hey, is this uh impact of not having a defensive coordinator? Every week, every week you're gonna have, that's the danger you set yourself up by not yeah. having that defensive coordinator. Where I think it could be a problem are those in-game adjustments not at halftime. That's where Good I think point. you could see the impact of not being able to do that by having somebody to say, hey, Brabel, will go focus on offense right now. We can still make these adjustments right here. Right. So do they have that guy that's able – is Shane Bowen in that position where he can go and does he have enough experience to do those in-game adjustments? Because we kind of saw some of that from Art early on in his first season as an offensive coordinator where the offense would adjust in the second half okay, well, make those adjustments earlier. Make them in-game. And that comes with experience. So I think that may we where you're starting to see some of the impact of not having a defensive coordinator is just sure. the those adjustments take a little bit longer and you need that real pause to reset and move forward. That's
0: a good point you had about Art Smith taking some time as well, because I think that at this point last year, people were already calling for Art Smith to be fired and them to figure something out and, and look how the tables turned to this year. I mean, he's a candidate for NFL coaching job. I mean, like it's, it's, it's kind of amazing how quickly things can turn in the NFL. And, I, and that's kind of where, it, well, I'll go there next, but just real quick to finish up the Steelers game. Offensive line wise, you know, I was worried before the game that this, Steelers may try to move things around and try to take advantage of Tyson Sombrero on the other side uh Sombrero and I gotta say man he was he was really good in this game now he didn't have to go with TJ Watt a whole lot which is the problem so Dennis Kelly probably had his worst game of the year he had his worst game in pass blocking and run blocking I don't have the exact what I do for my grading yet because I haven't watched all of the All 22 yet but from what I have seen uh it's bad but again, he's going against T.J. Watt, who is arguably one of the best in the league now doing what he does. Uh, there was a play that I've seen a lot of contesting about uh, Kelly gave up a almost – it was almost a fumble from Tannehill the way that T.J. Watt played, it. it was brilliant on his part, where Derrick Henry came around the edge and helped out Kelly by – or tried to help Kelly out by chipping the heck of a chip. <laughs> that was a chip. But it was either Kelly didn't know the chip was coming or Derrick Henry was freelancing. I – they don't have the play call based on how Derrick Henry came at TJ Watt. I would say that Kelly missed the call that he had the chip help coming. He stepped too far outside, didn't guard his inside, and then got off balance. I don't think he got tripped by Henry, but him, by him stepping out so hard. And then all of a sudden TJ Watt's gone and all his force is gone while he's going backward. He just topples. And then it's a free rush to the quarterback. And that's the, that is the inside lane. You do not want to give up to a rusher. So overall I thought the offensive line, uh, Was good except for Kelly. So, again, but there were some penalties, uncharacteristic things. They shot themselves in the foot. And this offense, as it has been good this year, cannot survive consistently playing from behind the sticks. It's not what they want to do. Derrick Henry has to play on schedule. Art Smith is better on schedule. You can't have these penalties. You can't shoot yourself in the foot. You can't get a negative three rush on first down and now you're second and 13 now you're incomplete now you're third and 13 it's just it's not how this offense operates so there's too much of that in the first half and they got the little chances they did have when they weren't behind schedule when they were on schedule it's when they scored a touchdown it's when they drove it's when they were good yeah i know that the steelers are touting you
1: know how how good their defense did in holding henry accountable and keeping him in line I thought they were fine. Yeah. They had some big stops. They did have some big plays yeah. down the goal line. And sure, it was a heck of a hit on the goal yeah, line. The, but at the same time, the the Steelers' offense is what won that game. Yeah. And they, they held on. But I don't think that you're coming out of that game if you actually watched it and how it played out. Yes, you, you, you held the, the Titans' offense in check in the first half because they only had three drives. So that's you, you, that, you had limited opportunities. So And that, that's great. That's not to take anything away from the Steelers because a win's a win, and we talk about it, that sometimes if you're going up against a good offense, the best thing you can do is keep them off the field, and they did that to perfection in the first half. Yep. So that is in no way, shape, or form talking trash about the Steelers. Let's just also be real here that The defense wasn't what won that game for them.
0: No, they were very good, though. I don't think you're saying they're bad. Because in just case in point, that that three-yard loss that I point out where T.J. Watt beat Diz Kelly the inside and stopped Derrick Henry, if Derrick Henry gets past that block, it may be a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And that's how close that – and I keep, I touted for as long as I've done my article, as long as I've been involved watching the film, it's amazing how one block does it. And that was the one block It just so happened. It was the most glaring because it was a point of attack. Still a great play by T.J. Watt. I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm just saying that if you execute as a tackle, there's your score. And now it's a – the Titans score early. And that game – that chemistry of that game is completely different. So I agree with you there. You can't allow them – the defense played well, but – the way the Steelers' offense just drove it down the Titans' throat there early and jumped up to that big lead because that's the thing—they scored three points. They scored three points in the second half. Yeah. The other thing I'll say is this is kind of a
1: game that you can kind of learn from. That you can kind of learn from in the um, in the long run because right. the Titans are this team. Even in the playoffs last year, things seem to go pretty on schedule. Like, they were close games. I mean, the Baltimore game was not that close, but that only speaks to what I'm saying. Like, This is a team that hasn't necessarily gotten hit in the mouth, especially not... Not by the blue bloods of the NFL. And the Steelers, say what you want, but that's an experienced team. With Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. they got an experienced offensive oh, line. Really? That defense wants to come up and hit you in the mouth. And I do think they caught the Titans. They got them a little shell-shocked early. Right. Um, and so this is one of those things, if you want to grow up and you want to be one of them, like, and cool, the, the Chiefs are probably, in my opinion, still the best team in the NFL. They're still a the team I would pick on any given Sunday. But it's something that... The Steelers, the Ravens, those kinds of guys, if they, when things aren't going great, how are you going to respond? Are you going to cave when they come up and hit you in the mouth? And I think they did a little bit in that first half. However, their ability to fight back, and really it came down to it. I mean, it truly just came down to the missed field goal. Right. And so it, the way they responded make, would make me feel more comfortable as a fan moving forward if this game was to play there together again. Because, frankly, I don't think the Titans defensively could play much worse in the first half. Everything went according to plan for the Steelers. Even the lucky breaks went according to plan for the Steelers. And you still came down to just a missed field goal because because you dominated the second half when there weren't really lucky breaks in that situation. The defense started matching up. The defense started to actually come together a little bit. So it's one of those that I think the way the Titans responded showed me more than had they won by you know forty tw- yeah 20, exactly whatever. exactly <laughs> yeah. this is a team that is true that was the first time I actually and I know they've had these comeback wins against but they didn't bad have this teams. kind of adversity they didn't have this kind of adversity against a team that could keep pace mm-hmm. against so, a bad team yeah
0: against or against this was a good yeah, team that's what I'm saying yeah, yeah, their, yeah, yeah. their
1: adversity has been against bad teams There's yeah no this was adversity
0: it. against a good team a good opponent who's going to be a playoff team yep and who you may see again in the playoffs however it shakes out a long way to go for that. One uh, one buy. That one, that's just one buy. It's crazy to think about that. but So that's kind of, obviously, um, it's good to see that the team can still claw and fight back and have that kind of mantra about them, and not just lay over and die. We've said that a couple times. Just real quick before we move on to the Bengals, and I do want to move on to the Bengals uh, in the show so we can has to give them proper time, due time here. Where would you rank the Titans? You said the they still think it's the Chiefs with a bullet, but where would you rank the Titans among the elites in the NFL? Or AFC, however you want to put it.
1: I mean, they're – I think they're borderline top five in the NFL. If you want to do AFC, then I think you have the you have the Chiefs. You have um, Baltimore. Sorry, I'm not not. A, I mean, they got Ngakwe. I think that they're going to be a monster, but I don't think at least at this point you win games with with defense too often. Um, and so, if it were me, you got to put the Steelers out in respect. I mean, they they won on a on a <laughs> neutral field. If they were to play again, based on what I saw, I'm not sure the Steelers win that game, but. Hey, you the won. D-win. You win. Yeah. Take the W. So I put them ahead. So I think there's still a borderline. If you're talking just AFC, maybe four, three, three, four. So, yeah, yeah, with
0: arguments and yeah, and discussion sure. in between. Sure. So I think I'm fine with that. And, okay. and I, I think that gives you a rallying point moving forward. And so moving forward, their next opponent, Cincinnati Bagels come to town. 12 p.m. kickoff on CBS. They they come in with their vaunted one five and one record. And reviewing this, just to start with the defense, it's wolf. When you look at it, I mean, they've just been – they're bad against the run. Uh, now, the bright spot here is Carlos uh, – sorry, not Carlos, he's not a bright spot. He's actually taken a step back this year. I think he sold he sold his house. He's wanting to be traded. He's, uh, he's trying to get on time. out of there. He's trying to get on out of there. I mean, Carl Lawson is the one to watch. He's having, he's having a really good season from there, uh, 25 pressures and four sacks. Uh, but they are missing – I mean, there are some key – parts of this defense route. some sam hubbard is on ir with an elbow injury that he he suffered versus baltimore uh dj reader out for the season arguably their best interior defensive lineman so they're they're kind of and i'll get to the offense here in just a little bit talk about piecemeal and patchwork and all this kind of stuff but they're 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 suffering there. linebackers aren't very impressive in the run game uh you know uh they've had some former titans across this defense uh and uh, i think it's bledsoe and uh um LaShawn Sims. LaShawn Sims, thank you. So uh, some guys are familiar with the franchise, but as a whole, this defense might be what the Titans need to rebound. I mean, it's just there's an inviting, especially their run game. They are giving up 27.7 points per game, 28th uh, 28th versus the run, giving up 134 yards rushing a game, 25th, 25th versus the pass, giving up 261. Don't get too excited, Titans fans. The Titans defense is around the same marks. So 24th uh, total yards given up at 395 a game. Again, Titans 25th at 401. So when you're comparing defense to defense, nothing to write home about. Or don't, don't boast the Titans are that much better. However, Titans offense is better, and I will take, it looks to take advantage. So it just may be what the doctor ordered at this point in time of the season for them. Yeah, I think,
1: you know, starting with the Titans defense and how it matches up, the defense has not been great, but the talent is there. I mean, you, you have to hope at some point this team will put things together. And they're just, look, there, is, there, there was a lot of changeover in that secondary with Jonathan Joseph, yeah, the rookie's coming in, Adoree's not there. Um, so there is a lot of changeover, and I know that sounds like making excuses, but I do think it makes an impact. At the same time, um, it's one of those that... Yet the defense, the front seven, they, they got to be able to get home sometimes against, against Burrow here. Burrow, I think, is fine. Um, I think he's. Look, you, you can't complain about what Burrow has been. Now, if you want to have a conversation about his long term um, prognosis, what, what's he going to look like in five, six years, and what's his ceiling, that's a conversation we can have. But you can't complain in any way, shape, or form about him. He will give his guys a chance to make plays. He'll give the defense a chance to make plays as well. He's leading
0: think, the league in attempts. I mean, he's yeah. throwing it. <laughs> well, that's because the defense is so bad. Yeah, but third and yards. I mean, it's finding home. He's 66% completion, nine touchdowns, five interceptions. So they're moving the ball through the air.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those that I do think you go back to some some of the strategies you saw against a Josh Allen. You're going to go more, more zone. And actually, I do think the – Bengals receivers don't scare me too much if I'm the if I'm the Titans DBs. I think you could run more man if you wanted to, but I think you'd probably play games a little bit more with Burrow. Now, I do think he's a, he's probably ahead of so, some others in how he can read a defense um, because of the system he ran in college, but I do think it's one of those you're going to throw some things at him he's just not seen before. He couldn't have seen before. The Titans are, they do like to move things around and try and mess with them, so I think you're going to keep everything in front of you Um, see if he will get aggressive down the field and have your guys go make a play. So I do think it's going to be back to that same sort of uh, Bills mentality of uh, keep everything in front of you, make him be patient, and drive it down the field, and they they will make mistakes, or they just may not be able to execute because they do not, especially if Mixon's out, they do not have a ton of talent around him. So regardless of Burrow, your thoughts on Burrow, they just don't have a lot on that team. That you don't go, you don't go winless or whatever their their record was. Like they had the number one pick. Yeah, the number one pick yeah, last year. You
0: don't do that by accident. No. Nope. And let's talk about not only what's around him, but let's talk for a second about what's in front of him, or what I should say, the lack of what's in front of him. Here's the thing: Jonah Williams is a fantastic left tackle. He's got neck injury. He's probably they've already said that there's a great chance that they're going to try to save him, see if he can go later on. That there's no reason to rush him back in what they think may be a loss. Anyway, from from the comments, they didn't come out and say that, but the comments didn't say that, if you know what I'm, I'm reading between the lines here. So he's going to be replaced. And, oh, by the way, that's bad enough losing your starting left tackle. But guess what? Their starting right tackle, Bobby Hart, is also going to be out. He may miss a lot more time because it looks like he has a knee injury there. So Fred Johnson's going to come in and back up him, even though I know Fred Johnson came in for Jonah Williams when he was out. But when you have Hakeem uh, Adejina, I hope I'm saying that right, uh, and Johnson at the same time. It was Idinejai in the left tackle and Johnson in the right tackle. And those two are something you can take advantage of. Oh, and by the way, Trey Hopkins, a solid center, is also day-to-day with a concussion at risk to lose this game. Billy Price to fill in for him. So best three positions, their best positions, down. And their guards, the starting guards, they've got Quentin Spain coming in. I've just learned before, thanks to a colleague, he's testing. He may be signed. He, I don't think he'd start this quick. But they're looking for help wherever they can get it because their guards were were probably the weak spot. Now you've got your two starting guards who are going to be your only remaining starters, and those were your weak spots before this. It's not a great look, not a good feeling for this Bengals offense. So it's Tuesday.
1: He's testing. If they signed him and tried to play him on Sunday, how much of the playbook
0: do you think he'd really know? Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. think he's. I think he's emergency depth at best. I'm, li- I'm
1: lining a dude up, a head up on him every single time, yep. and not not going at him. I'm that dude may rush, may not. I'm walking the linebacker up. I'm going to make them communicate across that offensive Confuse line for protection scheme like crazy because yep. there's no way. I'm sorry. He, he, you talk about it running a limited, you know, a limited playbook for skill players. Hey, we'll design a couple plays to get you in there, get something. To, uh, well, guess what? You, you don't do that for offensive You're not bringing Quentin Spain in for a select playbook. I mean, right. if, if you're going to start, you're going to start. Right. You
0: don't have rotational starting offensive line. I, I don't know who he'd start over. I mean, obviously, he's a natural left guard. So maybe it's it's Michael Jordan. I, I'm not sure. Or, um, but he's, I would target the guards regardless if it is Redmond, if it's Jordan, if it's oh, Spain. Sure. I would target the guards. And, and now, I, excuse me, that's what I would have said. Now that the tackles are backups as well, I, just. Get after him. that you have you have a great opportunity in this game to get some natural pass rush not have to commit too many people to a blitz Even though I wouldn't I wouldn't hate seeing an extra blitz to try to confuse these At least bring someone extra and drop someone like they had been doing and see if you can take advantage of a miscommunication And a straight shot on bro because he is the second leading rusher on the team But it's 74 yards of his 121 or scramble yards. So he's getting out and He's scrambling, but he's having to run for his life before all these injuries. This is an opportunity, I think I said jokingly beforehand in a group chat that if the Titans don't threaten 10, uh, 10 sacks or at least uh, 20 pressures, then. Let's start with two. <laughs> I would love it. Yeah, I'm just saying that as an opportunity, my point is, I'm joking, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but my point is, you have an opportunity to get multiple sacks in this game. And Lots of pressures, I think that the, the the Burrow's going to be confused. I think he's going to have a lot of stuff in his face. It's just a good game to get right on both sides of the ball. We already talked about how offensively get right with your rushing, kind of get that back in track. Which is I that's the only disappointing thing is the Titans' offensive line came out probably what was their best game, and probably paired it with their worst game this last week. Now of course the talent was better, but.
1: I was gonna say I actually don't think. I mean, you've watched them closely than yeah. I have. Was it really their worst game, or was it? Did they play They played what they've been doing. Against? They
0: went from an A plus to a, back to a B minus. So I get, I see your point. Yeah. They kind of they kind of fell back down to earth after their great performance. But again, well,
1: no. I was gonna ask. Was it? St- did they still play well? They still a, played well against a very good front. It's because more that. The, yeah, yeah. And so that that's the only thing I'd say. And then, again, you can speak to that more. But it is just one of those that. Um,
0: check out my review later this week. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's a tease in the trenches. Some
1: say it's the best one out there. So oh, check it stop. out. Oh, um, stop. So let's talk about the offense, because you talk about the defense got to get home, and they should get home. But offensively, I think Derrick Henry may run for 150-plus in this game. That's, that, I don't
0: know. I think you're crazy. I think be 200.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't predict a 200-yard game. But yes. <laughs> there, there there's – I honestly believe I watched so I went back and watched the Cleveland game and it was it's just laughable.
0: They're not good in their run fits. They ne- are Yeah, not neither
1: neither good. I'm sorry, Baker may improve. Baker Mayfield is terrible right now.
0: Yeah, he is. I'm sorry. What well, part of his cycle is he on? I don't mean yeah, I don't anything I not Other than he's on his like revenge tour. Yeah. Or do they say he still looks bad in his revenge tour? Yeah. Just I don't want there to be
1: like poster board material or me seeing a sound clip. I may not be quite as big as Colin Coward, but I'm gonna I'll go there. I don't want this poster <laughs> stuff to go up there. Like I said, he's terrible. He's playing terrible right now. Yeah. Um. And so, but I I honestly, if they had told him, don't throw the ball beyond the line of scrimmage keep it keep it behind on screen passes and then just handed the ball off i'm not sure that the Bengals stop them it was just it the, was bad the run game and look the the browns are a good running football team that's what their foundation is but it's one of those that um, yeah it's it i and i lo- i love watching a.j brown make catches i i you know Corey davis getting back in there i love to get johnny smith the pass game you know get it going because they can do that too I know they're not great. But you don't need to. Yeah, I'm not sure you need to. Yeah. So if that's your foundation, well, this may be one of those games just like the playoffs where Ryan Tannehill's is good with 12, 15 Yeah,
0: passes. so so fantasy game perspective here, start your Derrick Henrys. Uh, maybe fade the passing game. <laughs> maybe start John Smith just because he could be some, some uh, potential red zone there. Sure. But again, this may be another tackle-touchdown <laughs> game for somebody. So. Yeah, it's... It, like, a like a bear.
1: Yeah, it, this is also one of those that, you know, the Bengals are saying the same thing. Uh, but you can only put so many guys in the box. And yeah. the way they have been playing right now, it, this really feels like the perfect bounce-back game. Look, and if this one's close, again, if they find a way to make this into a, you know, a less-than-four-point victory... I'm not going to ever expect him to do anything right. different
0: than that. Yeah, I imagine Von Bell is going to be closer to the line than normal he's uh, someone who's already close to the line for this defense for, for Cincinnati. So he'll be much involved. So I you know, I normally say you have to account for this linebacker or that. I think you just I think and that's the best the problem with accounting for a safety, you normally don't account for safeties in your run blocking, but you, I think they've got to try to scheme something up to either formation him out or or make make it obvious where he's going to be so he does account in some of those run blocking techniques and then maybe work on some of that cuz cuz he's going to be he's the leading tackler on that team. I Forgive me, I think it's 53 tackles overall, but I've always said that if your safety, if safeties are your corners or your leading tacklers, then that's probably not the best thing in the world for your defense. Even though Von Bell, I, I think he's probably the most talented on that defense as it sits right now. So, But it definitely keys to the offensive game here. Uh, make sure Carl Lawson and Von Bell are not factors. Uh, Dennis Kelly has to rebound, but I think he has a good opportunity with the lesser talent. Uh, this screams a run game focused offense, like we've said, and don't shoot yourself in the foot, stay on schedule. Yeah, I mean that's all you can really say
1: about it. I mean you're you're trotting out a guy that played hundred percent of the snaps last week in LaShawn Sims. This is a guy that dude, Titans fans should be familiar with mm-hmm. him. And I liked him. He he was he was good as a number four corner. You don't want him being a guy that's playing hundred percent of your snaps or things are not no,
0: going great great on the other side either yeah. so I mean if the Titans have to get into pass game sure maybe they take a couple shots maybe, maybe AJ Brown gets his shots early and then he can coach the rest of the game maybe it's that kind of game for him. Yeah. I mean I,
1: they'll still work in the play action game and everything because I think Cincinnati even more so than any other team is going to have to sell out everything to stop the run right so in the Titans I just don't see how they match up and stop I don't there will be a day that the Titans offense does not score 30 points I'm not sure T- today is not that day this week.
0: No, it's not. So let's let's get to this, and, and and we touched on it briefly. Defense just have to avoid allowing Burrow to get into a rhythm. Have to put pressure, confuse him. Natural pressure from their front, which I think they can do. Attack Redmond and the rest of those offensive linemen. Uh, have to take advantage of this matchup. I mean, this is this is the get right game. Coaches like to talk about the get right game. This is a get right scheme-wise and personnel game to to really get into a groove and find out how some things work. Don't think it's going to be a shootout by any means, but you just do have to definitely stay. You don't want to get this game close and give the Bengals hope because those are the games you do not want to be involved. With because you start pressing and go for there. shot, so well, you, you have to do what you do your job. Get hope. Do your job. Hope is the most dangerous thing for a young team. Yep.
1: I mean, they, they are. The, this is. A, you don't go in there and just put them down and it's fine. Let them get their reps in and everything. But they, this should not be a close game. Prediction. Titans thirty six. Bengals 17. I just
0: don't I got a 35 17 Titans. I one up to you. You won up me without knowing uh, it. Price is right at it. Yep. But that were again we're, we're dangerously close on our predictions. So we were wrong last week, but you know, I I I have I have if we had confidence meter, I think my confidence was around a 1 or 2 last week with my prediction. I think I'm more closer to an 8 or 9 this week on a scale of 10. So Yeah, this is this is what it's not.
1: I hesitate to ever predict blowouts in the NFL it's just a league that is not designed for, for that blowouts. to happen mm-hmm. but this this one feels like it's going
0: to be ugly this one feels especially i mean if maybe the, the Bengals were healthy across their offensive line maybe but they're not if the, if the Titans manage to blow this game, fans should be worried. Yeah, I, I would 100 percent agree with that.
1: Yeah, because at this point, then I'll, I'll I will then be making the joke you turn on into social the media. Uh, Sunday Night table
0: if that happens. I, I will then be <laughs>
1: making the joke on social media that I've been dying to, which is the constant weekly update of what the Titans need to go down the stretch to go nine and seven
0: because they'll find <laughs> a way to do it. Oh, please, no. I, can't. I don't think I can take it after all this. Here's the thing. That's going to do it for our show this week. It's been a good one. Uh, hopefully the Titans can rebound. I feel like our show rebounded nicely this week as well. Uh, in closing. Did we did we fall off last week? No, but I'm just trying to work in a joke was here I, about I, how it was. I, the I, I was unaware of that. I apologize to our listeners.
1: <laughs> we we bring
0: our A game every week. Yes, we do. And hopefully the Titans will this week. So in closing, this has been The Coach's Corner, part of Broadway Sports Network. Partnered with 440 Sports, remember to be sure and check out all the other podcast articles, video breaks breakdowns and that broadway sports has to offer at broadwaysportsmedia.com and on twitter at broadwaytn make sure you're following your host jonathan at jb on broad myself at ryan on broadway and the show at coaches on broad. be sure to subscribe and rate five stars before closing out the show but until next time we out see you